Welcome. Happy new moon. I am so grateful to be back. Yay. Hello. Oh, it feels so good. I am coming live from inside the new apothecary building that Travis built over the week that I was off line resting. He was busy working and creating this space for me to have all of my amazing uh, tinctures and extracts and crystals. So this is what is behind me. This is the building that I'm in. I now have space. Um, so it's very exciting. It's still a work in progress, but I'm excited to be inside of it today. So it feels very good to be here and back. So uh, we are in a new moon. So the new moon is a time of new beginnings, fresh starts. This is really um, the time. So there's no visual moon right now. It is dark. And so there's actually very little to no energy coming from the moon. And I find that this is such a powerful time because then we can really connect with where our own energy level is and where it's coming from, what's kind of going on within us, because we're not having that influence from maybe a full moon. We're not having the influence from all of the moon energy um, kind of making our emotions go a little wild. With this new moon energy, we just get to tap it in. And so this month we're going to be tapping in to our solar plexus. So our solar plexus is right here. So here's your ribs, the bottoms of your ribs. There's a little space where your ribs come together and this is your solar plexus. So our solar plexus is a really powerful space. This is where all of our connections happen. This is where we um, connect with others. This is where we connect with ourselves. This is our point of in Maslow's hierarchy pyramid, where we connect and have our sense of belonging, all of these really important vital aspects to our mental physical health. And so this is where our confidence is held in our solar plexus, our self-esteem, our empowerment, and our intuition. Um, so I just want to give a shout out that the uh solar plexus chakra potion. So it's solar plexus chakra and empowerment potion is uh, the potion of the month this month. So, and there is a crystal in all of these potions. Um, I mix all of the plants that I've extracted individually. I mix them all together. And then each potion has a crystal that is then uh, shared. So I, I program the quartz crystal in every single bottle, letting all the plants know how they're going to be helping the bottle or the, the person, the body. Good morning, Geraldine. Good morning, Leandra. So solar plexus potion is the potion of the month. And then we've got two stones here, septerian. I've got septerian hearts. So the septerian hearts, um, septeria is a mix of limestone, aragonite, 
and I knew I was going to forget what the other stone was, but it's a mix of three stones. It's great for that solar plexus, for that empowerment, to remember, to trust, and to love your intuition. I love Septerian, and my favorite, favorite, favorite uh, solar plexus crystal is yellow brucite. So it's a very energetically charged um, crystal. It's from Pakistan. It was recently discovered in 2017. It's got a really lovely energetic aura to it. So you can sometimes feel the zing of it in your hand. It's very an awakening, an enlivening stone. Uh, so yellow brucite is an incredible crystal to pick up to work with this month for the solar plexus. Yeah, Leandra, my favorite too. Leandra got a beautiful piece of yellow brucite in her collection that she uses for her healings and her offerings. So uh, good morning, Amanda, welcome. So intuition, I feel is going to be the general theme for this month. Um, and allowing for our overall theme of intuition really infiltrate where we get our confidence from, where we get our self-esteem from, where we get all of these aspects from. So uh, Amanda says, sweet, solar plexus is the one I work with on the most. I love it. Well, this is your month. This is going to be your month for the solar plexus. And this new moon... Um, so we can set some intentions if we'd like, but I want to get away from the manifesting culture. I really do, because I feel like the lunar, and I'm stepping on this piece of wood, so I'm going up and down, sorry. Um, I want to get away from this manifester culture that we live in, this just do it culture, this this culture of like, we are going to take our lives and we're going to manifest because I feel like with the divine feminine, while manifesting is fantastic, there's also something so beautiful to allowing, for trusting, for being in our intuition and really feeling that our intuition every single second is is allowing and guiding and sharing and resourcing. And if we are receptive to our own innate intuition, I feel like that is such a powerhouse for manifestation, but not in this, like, I'm going to manifest the money because so often we have this cultural paradigm, even if we're not living according to capitalistic, consumeristic culture, it's so per pervasive and persuasive that sometimes we get sucked into those programs of, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should, or I have to, or I need to do this. And that pulls us into our manifestations and our intentions rather than this beautiful flow of being in our intuition and having this like streamlined, straight lined insight into our own higher selves nudging. So the, our, our higher self and our, our guides, the universe, God, goddess, all of these amazing things that are working for us 
are creating these outside nudgings. They're creating these outside influences that are putting people and places and things and timing into our lives perfectly and in the right time. And then we have our intuition that is coming from within, giving us these nudgings or aspects of, even if it's um, pick up this thing from the grocery store or leave right now to go get gas on that from that gas station in front of, instead of the gas station you usually go to, or being woken up at 4 a.m. and going, why am I wide awake? What's your intuition? Guiding you into creating space for you. And good morning, Linda. Welcome. Um, so Amanda shares, I'm listening to Braiding Sweetgrass. She is so beautifully tells stories about how the divine feminine and Mother Earth give so abundantly. Yes. And it's such a different energy than this manifesting divine masculine just do it energy. It's an energetic aspect of really being connected. And I do want to share about my rest week because this was a big part of my rest week. I did just write a blog post. It's on magicalmothering.com. If you go to blogs and podcasts, um, it's available there kind of sharing about the rest week that I had. And these rest weeks have already been transformational for me. I, I was really scared when I first started them. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So I was really kind of nervous when I first started. Good morning, Karen. Welcome. Um, I was really nervous when I first started these rest weeks um, because I didn't know if I was going to really be able to have the boundaries. I didn't know if I was going to actually be able to do it. I didn't know if I was actually going to be able to like say no to all the things that I have to do all the time. <laughs> and the first rest week was a really amazing powerful way for me to just be present to all the things that I do on a regular basis and to be able to say, wow, I really don't stop. I really don't stop. And so that first, that first rest week, I really uh, shared the gift of just stopping with myself. And I really rested, really like just did nothing. This past rest week, was more about connection. And it was about looking at my connections and really seeing how I talk to my kids, how I talk to my spouse, how I talk to myself. What kind of things am I saying to the people that are around me the most? And what am I taking for granted of them? How am I just like, oh, they're always there. You know, I had that kind of like mentality when I went into it. And I didn't even know how pers like pervasive that mentality was. Like I was taking them for granted in the most horrible way. In like, I just, I, they were always there, right? I knew they were always going to be there. They were always there. And it just hit me that I have the opportunity to be present with these amazing human beings that are funny and are genuine and are honest and are always there ready to give me snuggles. And I couldn't receive it. I was tapped out. 
I was at my limit and I didn't even realize it. And so I think a lot of us moms, we have these babies that we, all we wanted was these beautiful babies. We want these beautiful babies in our lives and we want these beautiful individuals in our lives and we get tapped out though. We get depleted, we get drained. And so this week, instead of, I knew it was going to be different because we had like over 95 degree weather all week. It was like super sunny and intense. And I'm like, there's no way I'm sitting inside of a tent for seven days. It's just not going to happen. I'm not just going to like, it would be a great sweat, but I'm like, I, I know that that's just going to make me crazy. And so instead I decided to connect. I decided like, I'm going to be so in connection that I'm not, I'm not going to be like trying. So it was very interesting. The whole unraveling that had to happen. Summer solstice was the first day of the connect week for me or the rest week. And so I was still having these intentions or expectations of what summer solstice should look like. Like, I'm like, should we, you know, do something special? Should it be a big bonfire? I need to connect with my kids. I need to make it special. And those expectations were so exhausting. Like being in that space of having an expectation of what the day should look like completely fucked up the whole day. Like it made the whole day that much more stressful, that much more irritating, that much more not present, not connecting. Like it just, think about the holidays. We go all month, like making it a big to-do for Christmas or trying to make all of this stuff so perfect. And then all of those expectations build up making it. And Karen's like, yeah, I hate it when I do that to myself. And that was exactly it. By the end of the day, I'm like, that was dumb. Why did you do that? (laughs) It was so, that was not restful. That was not connective. That was not, that was so far from anything that I, I had expected. Yet I had an expectation. And so I realized with that first rest week, I had zero expectations. I was just going to do nothing and allow for my intuition to tell me what it wanted or didn't want to do. And that first rest week, I didn't want to do anything. I literally like sat in a hammock all day one day. I like didn't make any food. I just fasted. I was like, that's what I needed. And so this one... I started listening to the way that I was talking to my kids and it, it sucked. Like I, I had a moment where I was like, who is this person who is speaking like this to the people that she loves the most? Who is this? Because I'm not a fan of her. (laughs) Like she can leave my house right now. And I just noticed that I kept it doesn't help that I, that I'm bleeding during this time. Right. So I'm highly emotional, highly sensitive, extra irritated and agitated. And I went, but what a bullshit excuse. I'm not interested in those excuses. Like I'm not interested in being so out of control in my body that I use that as an excuse. If I need that as an excuse, then I need, then I need to go sit in my tent by myself. Like, I don't need to be interacting if that's my excuse. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't need to be connecting 
with human beings that that deserve a timeout seriously like a timeout like if I can't speak kindly if I can't speak how I would speak to anybody else that's not in my family then I need to be putting myself away like I need to go take some time out but that's not what that wasn't the desire this time it was very interesting the desire was to see and it was such an intuitive like an intuitive intuition nudge to really be present to my interactions and so I knew I had to trust that. I knew that I, I had to sit in that uncomfortability. And there was a point in time, there was this, this beautiful point in time where my son was like, hey, mom, check out my Minecraft house. I just built this whole thing. And I turned to him and I said, you know what? You really should be lucky that you're even spending all day playing video games. These are not my jam. I don't even want to be around them. I can't believe like you're just blah, blah. And it just. And I am like in my brain watching me say this. And I'm like, what a jerk. But I couldn't, like it just kept coming out of my mouth. And as I'm saying, I, I just, it was like, what are you doing? And so I did, I stepped away. Like I just pulled myself, extracted myself. He was in his own space. So didn't really even notice it. And Finally, we were sitting around the fire that night and I just, I just told him, I said, I am so sorry. Like you love this game. You're really good at this game. You love finding out how to craft things, how to create things. He made this beautiful house. He figured out how to turn sand into glass. Like it was beautiful. And I was like, I couldn't even take, I couldn't even get over myself enough to appreciate your love for this game. And so he came after I, after I said this and apologized. Yeah, Minecraft is so boring. I'm the worst about it, Karen says, right? And so, and yet in that moment, I realized that this was a way, he's not that interested in plants, but he comes out with me all the time to harvest. He comes out all, like, plants are not he's like oh my gosh we get to go pick plants again you know it's like it's not like that's his jam but he's connecting with me with something that I'm passionate about and so the next day he comes up to me and he goes mom that was really rude what you said to me and I I I said yes it was very rude what I said to you and he was like I you didn't even have to say that I said I know I didn't even have to say, like, I didn't, there was no reason. There was no reason that I needed to say any of that. All I had to say was, wow, what a beautiful house. But that wasn't what came out. Like it, it came out because I realized how powerful my own ego was getting. Like my own ego couldn't even sit there for 30 seconds and appreciate how beautiful something was that he created, whether it's my jam or not. Like my ego was getting so in the way of my connection that I couldn't even connect. And it was such a powerful moment for both of us because he, yeah, he sure told me, right, Karen? I know he totally did it. It was so, it was so great. And hello, Heather, welcome. Um, so I know that like on a global scale, we're all 
experiencing this in a very real way. And then we're also dishing this out in a very real way. So nationally, in our own United States, things are becoming a little bit tumultuous again. The turbulence is happening again. Uh, Roe versus Wade, however you stand on it, I don't care your political beliefs. I don't care if you're for or against it, actually. I just know that things are becoming and shattering and dismantling. So I don't, politically, I don't care. Things are getting taken away, amendment-wise, rights. People are no longer being seen as humans. That's a big deal. When things start going interracially, I moved to Missouri. Like, there's interracial marriages down here. You realize that the amendment is all about dismantling interracial marriage in a place where there is very much that still alive. Like, people hang their Confederate flags and have white boys signs. Like, um, so politically, this is something that is dismantling our ability to see each other as humans. And so this week, really seeing my children as not my children, they're not my property, I don't own them, they're not mine, like they're human beings that I have the privilege of living with and connecting with and being present to their journeys, just as they have the privilege of being uh, present to my journey. And when I stepped back from being a mom, when I stepped back from being like the mom, I'm the mom, right? Like there's such like this program around being the mom. And when I stepped back from being the mom, I really saw like I've got these beautiful beings that live in my home with me full time. And they have to live with this woman who can't even acknowledge the beauty of their creation for 30 seconds that has to listen to you better be, you should be so grateful that you even get to play video game. I'm like, oh my, who is that woman? I don't want, she doesn't live here. Kick that woman out of this house. Like I don't want her here. And so this week was really about seeing my ego and how my ego and my intuition don't jive. They can't live very harmoniously together. And it's a constant fight of like tug, of tug of war of who gets to win, right? If my ego wins, then I lose this, this aspect of being an in integrity. If my intuition wins, then I truly live in alignment. And it's a constant push and pull. And I've been living in my intuition when it comes to like my spiritual practice, my business, things like this, but I wasn't using it in my own personal home life as a mom. Like they were separated. And so it was such an interesting dynamic to see that my spiritual practice wasn't actually getting into my personal life. <laughs> like they were still separate. They were still like these two things. Um, and good morning, John. Welcome. So it was such a restoratively, beautifully connective week of just seeing that I don't want my ego running my life. We, we all see the egos that are running this world right now. We all see the egos that are running these Facebook posts that people are posting. Like we see the egos and it's not connective. We're not connecting. We're yelling we're shaming, we're guilting, we're in fear, 
were um, creating a lot of space for pointing the finger and it's not connective. And so I almost want to put that whole thing aside and say, okay, what if there are no more, none of these laws? Who are we as humans? And can we truly begin to see each other as human beings again and connect on a level, on a solar plexus level, on an energetic level? And I don't want to, I don't want the excuses of like, well, I don't match energetically with them because they believe this. Like, that's a, that's a cop out. That's like toxic positivity. That's like, it's all of that. And so I've even found myself wanting to like delete friends off my Facebook because of their posts. And yet I'm going, they're a human being who's scared right now that their beliefs, their rights are getting taken away or stompled on or whatever. And so if I look past the fear and let my ego out of the way, how can I truly connect with individuals on a human level? And the only way that I can do that is by being honest and in integrity with myself and not pointing the finger and not having my ego be right. And so that's where it just reminded me yet again of why I'm doing this moon magic, why I'm doing the 30 days of, of moon magic and why we've started the fourth. Um, this is the fourth, this is the beginning. This new moon is the beginning of the fourth lunar phase that we're gonna be doing. And each time, I'm realizing that I just get so caught up in my own stuff. And I think we all do, right? We all get caught up in our own stuff, our own ego stuff. We all get caught up in our own lives that we forget that there's other humans that are also caught up in their own lives that are also hurting and grieving and fearful or are happy and creative and joyous. Um, and there's so much going on at every single moment of every single day. And so connect, connect first with yourself. I would, I would highly recommend just taking some time to tune in, have that little observer switch turn on and observe how you're communicating with people, how you're talking to people, how you're, what your words sound like, what you're saying. It's been really amazing. And I had to do a lot of apologizing to my kids and my husband this week of just like, wow, I've, I've let my ego get in the way. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I wasn't here to connect and I'm back, you know, and it's going to be, it's always a journey to like, see how long it, it can stay and to be vigilant because that's the practice that I choose to do. That's the practice that I I enjoy doing. So um, I'd love to hear your feedback on the blog post that I write, write. Um, the PDF for the new moon and this recording are both going to be available to everyone. Um, so if you want the new moon PDF, that'll be available at magicalmothering.com um, under the blogs and podcast section. Uh, if you look through there, you'll see that um, if you join the 30 Days of Moon Magic peer tier on Patreon, you can actually get the daily uh, PDFs and recordings. There's one-on-ones available. 
um, and all sorts of good things there. So uh, Karen, you look beautiful today. She just like did a, did a costume change <laughs> in, the, in the background. Um, so thanks so much for being here with me today. I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation. If it's been illuminating as far as your own ego kind of stuff, uh, let's go to discord and kind of share some of that stuff there. I'd love to hear from you. And, um, I hope you all have a beautiful, magical day. I will see you all tomorrow. Goodbye.